Good afternoon, depending where you're at. I'm just going to uh, take a minute or two to. And Christine, Lindsay, if you have any links. Or- hey, Joe, I just want to make sure that uh, you can hear me. Okay. Stuck out in the woods and uh, the mountains right now. So. No, you're actually, you're coming in crystal clear. I was in this, this week, I was in the same situation. I. I was away and there's literally no reception except uh, like one shoddy Wi-Fi connection near like a snack bar of the resort. But uh, I just got home last night and hopefully this doesn't rug. But I know, you know, this time of the year, even for traditional finance is not so uh, not so hot. I know I, I live in New York and a lot of the traders and brokers and everyone, they burn their vacation in August and they all leave New York City. They go out to like the Hamptons or to like their other vacation houses and like volume is down. News is down. What's good about this is we'll be able to have this saved and we could just always share it later on. But um, I could I could see you guys, but I don't see anyone else. <laughs> yeah, it's a busy August for everybody getting ready for kids to go back to school and work ramping up in September. So. <laughs> I'm actually supposed to be home, but ended up having a flat tire and they weren't able to ship one out to Nelson here for the entire week. So I'm stuck. (laughs) Oh, wow. Well, you know what I'm thinking is if we don't have the actual live audience, if we make this nice and short, more people will listen to the replay. But also what I'm going to probably do is, and I'll try to do this going forward, is with the Twitter spaces to kind of break it down into like a short medium article as well. So that like people can get the highlights of, you know, the main, like two or three points. And then if they want to listen to the whole thing, it'll be, it'll be linked in there. I, I have kind of neglected my medium and I think I only wrote like two articles in a year, but I want to get back to that. That's a really good idea, actually. Hi, good to see everybody or hear everybody. Happy Friday. Um, I think that's an excellent idea. It just gives people an opportunity to digest the information faster, which is kind of what everybody is looking for. So, yeah, it's true. <laughs> it's true. Um, so I, I know last time we talked about EVMs, right? Um, Evmos. And I, I think, I think this is the way that we, we got the, the information last time. It's basically a cosmos chain where uh, builders can use solidity to build out their their contracts and their apps is that right yep all right and i always thought from the beginning that evmos was going to be kind of an important chain for the ecosystem because you'll have that that metamask crowd who might be looking to find cheaper options from ethereum maybe use evmos to bring some eth over to cosmos and then maybe send it over to secret network and do some trades over there or take advantage of osmosis or anything like that. Um, but besides that, what made you guys interested in Evmos in the first place to build? Uh, I'm going to jump in on this one really quick. Um, this has been a really interesting point for us because when we decided to build on Evmos, we built for exactly the reason that you just said. Um, it gives access, right? And what we didn't really anticipate coming in was how strong of a, I I don't mean this in a bad way, but really like a connection to Cosmos and to what's already here there was within Evmos. Um, It only makes sense to us. Like we're super excited about the wormhole bridge coming in. That gives access to a whole new set of users and assets that aren't already here yet. You know, when we had the idea to 
build a borrow lend, our intentions were not to kind of repurpose and give way to what's already here. It was it was really exciting because we got to bring something new. I mean, Evmos didn't really have a bridge that they were working with. Um, so we got to choose. And to us, that was that was the big moving point. We were like, hey, we're going to be a part of something new. We're going to be adding to this ecosystem. We're going to be adding to a cosmos as a whole. We're all going to be able to, you know, connect together. Um, but it's been really interesting uh, throughout this process over the past, you know, nine, 10 months. Um, just seeing like how strong the community ties are and we're nonetheless we're still really excited we think that it's going to be great and as it opens up and as it becomes easier for everybody to use and access um i think we'll really see that that turnaround in mindset uh, because currently it's a lot of like do what we know do what we know but i think that as you know as it actually comes to fruition people will will start to get really excited about what this means, what the possibility is of, you know, all these new assets being able to enter Evmos and Cosmos as a whole and and how well those things wormhole, like having its gateway connects everybody. I think I think it's going to be great. Yeah. And, and to add to that, Christine, like bringing the new assets, but like also bringing a host of new users because it just makes it, you know, it's one thing if you're already on Cosmos and Osmosis and Evmos, then you can transfer assets around pretty easily. But if you're trying to bridge your liquidity into Cosmos and Evmos, it's it's quite the struggle. So um, it's just super exciting that it'll be able to be a little easier and more seamless for users to bring everything into Cosmos and Evmos. Yeah, I, from the beginning, I always thought Evmos was going to end up being a really, really important chain, and they got set back. Obviously, I think, I think they there were too many dexes building at the onset, kind of spread out liquidity. Then they had that bridge hack, which I think was just like horrendous timing for them, uh, for everybody really. But Evmos could kind of be like a hub between Cosmos and Ethereum not even mentioning the other bridged assets that that are going to be available but do you, is it kind of the same way composable finance seems to be like sitting right between polkadot and cosmos right now i think evmos can be that i don't know if you guys envisioned the same yeah i mean i think um when you say you thought evmos was going to be an important chain if you take a step back i think that evmos is an important chain even if it isn't the one that currently has the most users or you know if you look at kava or it it's what started and it's what works um because it's an evm so i don't think that it's necessarily behind i think that you know it had its struggles but now being back connected um with wormhole it it will be that important landing place you know and from there everybody can disperse to wherever they want it just kind of gives a home to users from everywhere you know but yeah i think i think you're right in the sense that it's like i don't want to speak too much for evmos itself um being from tashi i think all we want to do not all we want to do but a big part of what we want to do is exactly that be that connection that okay you're coming from a you are now at b and we're here to facilitate it i it just making that seamlessness available to people you know to making it less difficult to be multi-chain really like for users to be multi-chain not for us i mean nobody wants to stay within one realm all the time i think there's a lot of people who are curious but currently it's just too difficult to navigate like Lindsay was saying so we're, we're excited to be that place what, what about wormhole for someone who doesn't know what it is i did look at into it a little bit and wormhole brings some interesting interesting options right it's a it's a is it a bridge is it a router what's the difference maybe you could speak to wormhole a little bit because remember you you were both pretty excited about it and i had heard of it because it's been around for a while but i never really looked into it till recently yeah so i'll take this one um wormhole has developed what they have called gateway which connects like liquidity and users from ethereum and 20 other different um blockchains to cosmos and their apps um basically what they've built is an ibc based liquidity router 
Um, and they're not adding like any other bridge fees and they have added all like all this different security, which they call guardian nodes. Um, so that's why they're so exciting because they are making this, they're making it a, they're making access to Evmos and Cosmos like instantaneous, seamless and connecting 20 other blockchains, including Ethereum, like Binance, Solana, Avalanche, for example. Um, maybe if Christine wants to add to that. No, I think, I think you hit it right on the head. It doesn't have to be complicated. What they are is a direct connection to, I think it's 22 currently other chains that it's, it's not about outflow. It's about inflow. You know, if you're playing a numbers game, if we have the capacity to make space and host these people, then why wouldn't we want them to have access here? Right. Um, I know that XLR is great. And like we said, we're agnostic in, for the most part, uh, we just chose to use Wormhole because why would we want, not want to be like the first ones to welcome all these new people and assets into the cosmos? We think that's great. How about the um, the safety of using bridges other than IBC? One of the main reasons why I like Cosmos is because, you know, as, if the messaging was improved they should be able to build such a good narrative around how secure ibc is interoperability and all that and then go from there right they almost don't even need to have like 25 killer apps in cosmos they could start with ibc the other bridges now it's like axelar um wormhole i know evmos had others what about people who are reluctant to use bridges do you feel like they've improved? The risk is a little bit less for the for the actual benefits. Maybe you could speak to that a little bit. Yeah, I, like I was saying before, we got to choose our partner um, and we chose Wormhole for a reason. Uh, like, I'm not sure if you know, but in June of this year, Uniswap did a bridge assessment report and Wormhole came out number one of all the bridges evaluated. They, they've had um, things happen in the past and in, I, I can't remember the exact numbers right now, but I mean, at the time they, because they were backed by Jump, they refunded all of the money that got lost in the hack. They're, they're just stand up, really, really stand up people. And they're putting their faces out there. It's not some anonymous anything. Everything is super open so you can see what's going on. I think it's just really important to know how much work. I mean, I'm not sure if you've ever heard um them speak they do a lot it would be interesting i can get them to come on and uh, you know give a that would be a really good idea actually is to have robinson come on and really explain to you um and to your users from a learning perspective what should be paid attention to when it comes to bridges um and first and foremost it shouldn't be efficiency it should be security it shouldn't be how many chains it should be how safe uh, he is an excellent speaker and he is an excellent man it would be great um can probably help invite him over so he can really do his part in explaining. But for that reason specifically, we we chose to partner with them um, because we are going to do everything in our power too uh, with our partnerships to help make people feel safe, you know. And I think that it, even though it shouldn't be about how many bridges get or how many different chains get connected, I mean, they've been around for a while and they they're battle tested. They... Like I said, they were ranked number one um, and you can go through all their security reports they are doing an amazing job. So I think that there's always going to be a fear. There should be a fear. There should be a healthy fear with bridges, with dApps, with all, in every aspect of what we're putting together here. People should take the time to learn and do their research and say, hey, you know, what's going on here? Who are these people? What are they about? Like, are they user facing? Are they, you know, and I think with that a lot more. Um, a lot more of these unfortunate circumstances could be avoided. That's fair. That's fair. Cause you know, I, I have a friend and we, we talk back all the time about crypto, but like for like basically for three years, we've talked like every day and he comes from the traditional finance world. I don't, but I've always been interested in, you know, I have my, you know, my, my IRA, my trading account, all that before, even before I was in crypto. And the, the one thing we always agree on, we're like, well, security has to be the most important thing. You have to start with security and then whatever you could build out, no matter how long it takes, at least people will have confidence to use it over time. And it sounds like what you're saying, Wormhole, they're very um, open 
community facing the reports that that they've been able to either get assessed or probably internal reports as well should give people a little bit more confidence compared to how things have been in the past did you size up wormhole against any of the other bridges that are currently using cosmos or did you just go straight to them and say hey look this is the top partner that we we, we would like to get um we did uh, obviously do our research and look around but like i said because of prior relationships because we know who they are um we worked side by side with them before we understand what they're doing and what they value uh we chose to work with them and also like i said before because it makes more sense it makes more sense to be adding into the space as to just you know accept what's already here when we know the capability of what we're sitting on being building on an abm chain Got it. No, it makes sense. It makes sense. And I, I, it's hard to, to see, you know, especially this time where people kind of disappear from the ecosystem. I guess when people come back in the, in the, you know, the next year, probably they'll see that a lot has been built on chains like Evmos, right? They'll kind of rediscover the chains that they used, or at least the tokens that they were trading before there were lots of apps. You guys are the first lending on Evmos. Is that right? Or, or do you think maybe just like the, the most comprehensive so far. What else is there on Evmos? Uh, currently on Evmos, there is a community DEX um, called Forge, and there is a NFT project called Orbital Apes. It's a marketplace, and they have their own um, NFT collections. And there's there's not too much going on yet. We're kind of at the starting place. I do want to point out, sorry, I was I I don't mean to speak badly about Axlar. To be fair, in that same report that um Wormhole got first place, Axlar got second. They they're doing an excellent job also. So like I said, I don't want to make it sound like one is so much better than the other. That's not our position. We just had to make a choice and that's where we went. Oh, totally fair. Totally fair. Um, I, I remember when Orbit, I think Orbital Marketplace launched like right at the beginning of Evmos. And it seemed like they could do well with NFTs because they were closely connected to Ethereum. Aside from the Orbital Apes actual collection, I don't think others really took off. And I know that they had a bunch of DEXs in the beginning that were kind of fighting for liquidity. And now there's Forge. I didn't even know that, that there was one called Forge. I remember a few others. So you're saying Forge is the main DEX now and the others um, are kind of in, in the in the rear view mirror. Is that right? Yeah. So as far as DEXs go, um, Forge is the community DEX. Um, but I will note that uh, before when we were starting to build out our process for this borrow lend on Edmos, um, we also got to pick because there was no DEX at the time. We got to pick a DEX partner. Um, and that being said, we are also working alongside Pangolin, who we are super excited is now live. Um, but Pangolin is working, going to be working with a lot of the wormhole assets. Um, and I suppose Forge will be too. We are also de de um, dex agnostic. We just wanted to make sure that one would be there uh, because Forge hadn't been made yet. And so now there are currently two. It's just that Pangolin isn't really they're fully functioning and available to be there uh they're just kind of waiting more so on wormhole that and also um forge right now can only accept like metamask as a wallet so i think they're working on bringing kepler capability so it's a little bit difficult to um bridge or sorry get your assets from like cosmos and osmosis and then swap them once you get to Evmos on forge so I think they're working to add Kepler as well. So, yeah. You mentioned something when we were chatting about Swing. Can you go through that? Is, is that an aggregator? Is that another bridge? Yeah. So Swing is a cross-chain bridge aggregator. Um, basically, they aggregates decentralized liquidity um, over EVM and non-EVM ecosystems, enabling swaps and then also same-chain swaps. So, like historically, lending and borrowing protocols have been built on um, single blockchain. Basically, you have to collateralize, borrow, and repay loans in one place. But with Swing um, and their cross-chain communication, you can collateralize, borrow, repay transactions throughout different blockchains. 
which is amazing. Yeah, I think you should spend a little more time on that. That's very interesting. Yeah, sorry, I'm just totally losing connection here on my that, computer. That's okay, because now you because because you're on Evmos. Does that mean you could have you could have your collateral on ETH, but then repay the loan or do other transactions in Cosmos? Or you're talking about only within Cosmos, this this aggregator is is going to work. So from um, from how it works is that it, they'll be on Tashi. So from Tashi, you'll be able to uh, essentially just click on Swing, and it'll ask you like, do you want to deposit? here and be like you have assets there would you like to deposit it straight into here and it'll make that swap for you and same with repayments instead of having to go and get the asset that you'd need to repay and then bring it over and repay it that way you can just choose there to repay um and then it'll give you an option to where you want to repay from and it'll swap it for you and repay it for you so it just makes things super super easy oh yeah no that that's that's huge actually and what they'll use Wormhole will have an integration there, so it's not only Evmos, um, uh, uh, Ethereum, and um, Cosmos. Wormhole will be involved in these um, in these repayments and collateralizations to all the other ecosystems that you named, I guess. Or is that going to be like a separate section of of Tashi? So they they work um, parallel to each other. So one does not negate the other. They're both great. Um, you, we need the assets to be available and for us to be able to accept them on Evmos. So you can't not have wormhole there and available. But once they are, this just makes it orders of magnitude easier once again for those people who are utilizing Tashi to be able to do that. Um, you don't have to go through the steps through IBC, through wormhole, bridges, through whatever. You can just do it right on Tashi. Got it. Okay. Interesting. I did catch a part of their Twitter space a while back, but I came in in the middle. I didn't really know what was going on. I got to, I got to go back and listen to that. These, I, I've noticed a couple of aggregators getting really good, right? There's TFM. Um, now there's this white whale team. They have actual cross chain functionality, which is cool. So I think this is going to be needed, uh, especially because a lot of people in Cosmos, their, their assets are staked, right? So unless, unless they're able to use, staking derivatives as collateral or repayment they might have to source their 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 collateral from several different chains where they have their liquidity split up right well yeah and i think that's awesome because i mean it just encourages more people moving this way right like the easier you make it and especially for people who are moving to a new ecosystem you know we're saying hey we we have this available come over here but it's always a big deal when you're moving into a completely different ecosystem and space. We're just trying to make it as easy as possible. If people are like, oh, what's Tashi? Because they heard about it through Wormhole. They click on us. They're like, oh, this is actually really easy. I can just do everything right from here. I don't have to learn how to get my assets over and then transfer through IBC. All these things are really important. We are, again, not saying that we don't believe in the systems that are already in place. Our goal is to take those things and make it easier. And once you have access through Tashi, you can also, you'll be able to swap for whatever asset. So say you're like, oh, I've been here. I've been hanging out for a while. What else can I trade my asset for? It'll list it off for you. Like, hmm, maybe you want to trade it into something to use in, you know, through osmosis or through whatever you want to do out there. So it just, it opens up the doors for everybody, not just Evmos. And Lindsay and I have been really focused on becoming a part of the Cosmos ecosystem, not just the Evmos ecosystem. We believe that we have a unique advantage and that we can offer to all to everybody you know we are not maxis on one thing we just believe in giving access to everything out there um that we possibly can and doing it in a safe and secure way no it's, it sounds good because you know the the app chain thesis for cosmos that on paper you know it sounds like it makes sense but then when you go to use it you you have to be aware of you know moving all the different assets chain to chain uh, I want to do one thing over here, but I don't have the gas. I got to go swap it and then bring it over here. I think the aggregators for people that um, just people shouldn't have to know if all that stuff is going on. So you, you have like an aggregator and then what a DEX is working behind it. People or people are not going to have to know necessarily which DEX is doing swaps, right? They'll just be on the Tashi app 
and just click through there rather than leaving, going to another tab and whatnot. Exactly. And I think that makes a huge difference. It really shows how far we're coming with DeFi. Um, I think that, you know, while a lot of people are a little protectionist over what they're doing and, you know, they, they want whatever they're doing to be the survivor. So, I mean, of course we all do, but at the end of the day, I think it really speaks to how, how far it's coming when you say, you know, users don't even have to know what they're doing. That's how you end up with adoption is because it becomes uncomplicated. And that's, that's the goal we're, we're working towards together in this space is to make it so that, you know, with every step forward that we take, it's a little safer, a little less complicated. You don't have to be really, you know, into any of this or really understand too much of it to be able to use it the same way that I don't know how to, like, I don't know how my iPhone works, but that's okay because I can pick it up and use it every day because somebody went through the process to make it simple. That's our goal. We want to be those people to help simplify the process so that more people can have access. Yeah. P- people can't know what's going on in the background. It's, it's silly, especially if, if the goal is, you know, institutional adoption or, or, you know, bringing traditional investors over Tr- traditional investors are used to going on their phone. They open up fidelity or whatever, and they're, they're literally just buying ETFs, right. Or, or mutual funds. And they don't, they don't need to know. They don't need to individually go and buy all those different stocks from different apps and then bring them into their, their trading app and then build their own ETF like that. That's, that can't happen. So making it where it's just like the minimal amount of clicks on the same app is, is the only way it's going to get to where I thought we would already have been in cosmos. But you know, a lot, a lot of effort goes into, you know, building out the individual app chains, which is cool, but, then you have to kind of bank on stealing liquidity from other existing chains if you're not traded on a, you know, on Coinbase or Binance or something like that. And that's been, I think that's been a holdup for, for Cosmos. It's more efficient to have something like Evmos that's between Ethereum, Solana, Cosmos. And then I think I said there was others too. Um, you said Avalanche, right? And then I think Near. these are big, these are big ecosystems and, you know, chances are one or two of them is going to do really well in the next in the next cycle and now you know cosmos users or metamask users are able to kind of get the best of everything if they want to and, and on one app it's i mean it's nice like sign me up right it's just one app let me just click and 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 not have to leave the page to do what i want to do yeah and i think it's important also to add um right now currently to bring assets into the cosmos ecosystem i mean you're cutting down quite a bit of your principal, just having to exchange and swap and bridge multiple times. And then also, um, you know, IBC and swap on different um, like native chains. So with Wormhole, they're going to make it a lot more capital efficient as far as like fees and gas emissions go. Um, so I think that also lowers the barrier to entry for people who are wanting to experience cosmos and bridge their assets over yeah i mean and when i first got into to decentralized finance i was always thinking like when i think of finance i think of borrowing lending like that's basically what banks do but then because D, you know DeFi is kind of in its early stages all you see are dexes everywhere in every ecosystem it's just like dex 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 what's on those dexes like 90 percent tokens that probably shouldn't even exist right it's, it's like you're trading like tokens that are down only against layer one tokens which should not be down only and it's just like yeah you could probably make money arbing in cosmos different chains there's such low liquidity on some of these but at a certain point you need these lending apps because i know collateralization is not like the most efficient way to use your money but for people to either get leverage or to to use what they've got without selling it to get something else i think it make it makes sense and now hopefully we see these these borrow lens start to become more commonplace or at least a couple of big ones start adding functionality and attracting users who weren't here in the beginning. Yeah, I think that's our main goal, right? Is to I mean, we say it all the time, borrow lens aren't sexy. They're not, you know, the end all the be all, but it is necessary. It is part of the foundation. And then once you have your borrow lens, you can make all your lovely Um, vaults and whatever and whatever gets built on top of us and around us and encourages more money to come in and which encourages more building which encourages more progress like it it's just one of the things that needs to happen at the foundational level but it needs to be strong and secure and it needs to be 
very thoughtful. I mean, there's a lot of borrow lens out there that will list anything and that will, you know, they, they put themselves in a really poor position. I mean, it would be lovely to be able to list every asset, like create a market for everything, but it's really not a safe strategy. Um, and so I think what we need is a couple really strong ones. I mean, there are a couple um, noteworthy ones within Cosmos that, you know, exist already. We plan to be one of those big ones that sticks around. We have great partners. We have great experience behind us. We work with Rome Blockchain. They've launched quite a few of these before with um, some pretty big success. And so our goal is to be, you know, just the landing place, the the where it starts and then everything can be built around us. And, and that way we can encourage DeFi to start to flourish. You know, we, we can encourage new participants. We can, that it's just where it all begins. Where is Tashi right now in its development? I last time we spoke, um, you guys were nearing a token sale. You guys have multiple tokens associated with your platform. Part of that is because of the regulations in the U.S., I remember, but also part of that is to kind of protect the value of, of some of the tokens so that they're not just used as farming tokens when they're not designed, meant to be farming tokens, I remember. So where, where are you guys at right now? And what, what's the website? I'm, I'm searching it up and I can't find it. Uh, just for clarity, the website is tashi.finance. Um, and then I will let Christine speak to where we're at right now. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so I'm going to give a really quick rundown on our tokenomics so you can remember. Um, and for anybody here who's listening who doesn't know, we have technically one token, which is the Tashi token. That is the liquid version of a token. That's the one that's going to be available on DEXs and the centralized exchanges. Um, from that, you can exchange that. Uh, you'll be able to swap it for ES Tashi. Uh, which is the escrowed version. If you do that, um, it gives you discounts on all your borrowing, lending, all your activities um, within the protocol. So we highly suggest it if you are going to be using the protocol. The thing is to switch it back to the liquid version of the Tashi takes six months. You can do it in 15 days. You can pre-select your time. But by doing that, you're going to burn 50% of your capital um, of that Tashi. So why we did that is because it's used as an emissions token. So what happens, you see it in all the borrow lands across every chain. Um, we give them out as emissions and then the price people buy in at the beginning and then it goes down and down and down. This way we can help counteract that um, downward spile. So we put in a burn. Those who want their money now, say you're up 10x and you're like, yeah, I'll take it out for 5x because it's what makes sense to me right now. Gives you the capability to do that. It helps the user and it helps the protocol uh, be sustainable. So that's great. Um, you never have to do that. But like I said, if you're going to be actually using the protocol for what it's for, we highly suggest it for that reason. Um, we also have the X version. That is the version that earns actual rewards. So to get the X version, you have to do the KYC with Quadrata. You can do it right on our site. It's free. You go through the process and then it'll let you switch for that. And then you are um, able to participate in the rewards program we have set up through Otashi. Um, same thing though, you, and obviously once upon, like once we're ready to DAO, uh, those two versions will be the ones that make you eligible to participate and vote. Um, yeah, but the X version is also a six month period to change back to liquid unless you want to burn it. Um, and it moves linearly towards that six months from the 50%. So you just pick your day and you can get out whenever you are ready to. Um, as far as where we are, we have been ready for quite a while. We are super excited and eager and waiting. We are just waiting on Wormhole to be complete, which should be happening. Uh, apparently, don't hold me to this, on the 22nd, they said they'll be ready. And then there's a period of about five days where Edmos has to accept those tokens into our ecosystem. And then we're good to go. Um, we have been very eagerly awaiting this to happen as we're ready on our side. The testnet is open. It is incentivized. Um, so we haven't made it like super, super, super public, but we are definitely not being secretive about it. If you go on, you use the test net. And if you go through the KYC process, um, then you will be eligible for incentives once we launch our token. We have done, where are we? What is today? Today is our third snapshot day. So we've been taking down addresses of all the people that have gone through that KYC and uh, we'll be doing that until we launch. So we don't have an effective stop date because we are under 
we don't have a launch day because we have to wait for wormhole to be done. So we just said up until that day, we're going to be taking snapshots of all the people that have gone through the process. Um, And we're super excited to be including them in our incentives program we got going on. Do, Do residents of all countries have to do the KYC or is it just Americans? How's that work? Okay, so that's essentially backwards to be able to use Tashi. Um, for us to be able to sell Tashi, uh, we need people to not be from the USA. So you can go through the process and it will give you an Edmos passport um, so that anybody else uh, launching on Edmos who requires a KYC process can just query that same passport to see if you're eligible or not, because not every protocol is going to have the same requirements. But for us, um, what we are looking for is that you're not part of uh you're you're not an american citizen a canadian citizen ofac sanctioned countries um you're not part of that so if you qualify by not being on our list of people that aren't eligible then you are entitled to that incentive what was it like working around all the regulations i've heard like either teams especially anonymous teams they'll just launch something into the the web3 universe no regard for regulations and then some teams doing what you guys are doing and i hear nothing but horror stories about dealing with the united states and and worrying about regulations that may not even come compared to the ones that are here that are maybe vague and not applicable necessarily to to what you guys are doing correct okay so i am definitely um (laughs) i've had my i'm up to my ears in this process so for us, it would be way cheaper and way bigger if we just did the thing and were, say, anonymous and launched and didn't care about regulations. And there is something to be said about how that makes it more truly decentralized and all of these things. But what Lindsay and I believe in is that we are going to do our very best to maintain a protocol that doesn't get shut down because then all of the people who are participants of it are at risk. And our big goal is to not put people at risk. We talked about safety before. What does that mean? It's not just about us. At the end of the day, they can shut down Tashi all they want and I can walk away from it. And as long as I'm not stealing from people, if I'm just breaking some rules that aren't really clear anyway, then it's fine. It can be shut down. But what about all the people who are actively using that protocol? That is not fair. That is not how we move forward. What we're trying to do is be respectful of the space and to help it grow. And to do that, you need players in the game, especially for a borrow lend. We talked about this being foundational. We talked about it being, you know, it, it can be a make or break when it comes to, it depends on, you know, what's level every, like what stage the whole ecosystem is at. But foundationally, you don't want something there with cracks in it. You know, you want to do your very best to set up everyone around you to be able to have a good experience in that space. And to do that currently, um, this is just what we had to do. I mean, unfortunately, with Banky, we well, sorry, fortunately, when we rolled out Banky on Avalanche, none of this was clear. It was fine. It was just open to everybody. And it was a lot smoother. Um, and it honestly, it was a lot easier. But now we're not in that position anymore. We know better. We know that these things are coming. You're right. It might never land and hit to us but it might. And so knowing that we have to take the precautions that we do. Um, and like we said, when it becomes more clear, we want to include everybody. We are ready to include everybody. Um, so we will, it's just this current moment in time doesn't allow us to take that position. Yeah. I mean, I've heard, I've heard similar stuff from other teams and I know, um, I don't want to name them, but like some teams just had to completely cancel their airdrops or completely rework their airdrops over a long period of time. Other projects I've seen launch without a token initially, even though they plan to have a token in order to include America and, you know, like all the, all the bad countries like America, you know, know, America, Iran and Iraq or whatever, they're they're trying their best to be inclusive, but yeah, your your team is doxxed, right? And your team is like a legitimate company. You, you have to just worry about, when the regulations are coming down and who they're going to hit, I would imagine that they'll over enforce them in the beginning, which sucks, but maybe you guys will, you know, this will all pay off where maybe like some of your possible competitors didn't do things as in a complete way like you did. And then you end up benefiting from that. I I would imagine that's the hope. I mean, to be fair, there are people that walk down dark alleys all the time and never get robbed, but sometimes you might. So 
what chances do you want to take, you know? And as far as launching without a token, that would be absolutely phenomenal, but we can't do that because we're a borrowland and emissions are part of the game. Um, unfortunately, it is not good enough to have a product that works great and have a true borrowland where, you know, the lenders are incentivized by the borrowers and it works like it's supposed to. We need incentives because that's how everybody else is um, participating currently. So we can't not have a token. And it would be, you know, one thing if we had gone to, as far as you, you know, you say not doing a token sale, we could have gone and got a bunch of investors. But Lindsay again, Lindsay and I, sorry, again, are in this position where we're building something um, in a space that currently doesn't have much going on. If you go and Google, it does, but it's all kind of like behind the scenes and there's so much skepticism around Evmos. And, you know, I, I have to be careful with what I say about it because I understand the potential that's there. I understand all of these new partners that have come in to work together. Like I said, we have Chaos Labs, we have Pangolin, we have Wormhole, we have Notify, we have Quadrata, we have Swing. We have multiple, multiple, multiple partners that are all coming into the space to help build something together. Um, and they're all notable partners. They're not, you know, one-off, anonymous, whatever. Not that there's anything wrong with that. It's just we did this specifically for this reason. Um, but if you're an outsider right now looking into Edmos and you know nothing about it and you're like, hmm, it has no TVL, doesn't seem like anything's really going on, the price is going down, it's because we're in a 2.0 phase. Edmos is, you know, just started talking about what this looks like, what they're creating, what we're starting to build from ground up. So we didn't go the route of, you know, big investors and whatnot because that's not fair. Um, it would not be fair to put users of Tashi in the position where we have all this money and then we release this token and then everybody gets shit on on the way down. Excuse my language. It, it, it's not the same position that we were in with other protocols like Banky. So I just think that it's really important to note that we've taken all of this stuff into consideration and we're just trying to do what's right for everybody. Cool. I mean, it makes sense. I would like to see the majority of these projects like be able to deal with deal with regulations especially in the united states obviously without you know without bankrupting themselves and i know from the beginning there are some projects that were setting aside money just waiting for regulations the regulations might not might not come some of your competitors might get an advantage by completely ignoring regulations but i would rather these these protocols just be as legitimate as possible in order to eventually include as many people as possible including you know the the the, the wall street players the you know pension funds the actual government so i think that hopefully this pays off for you guys because i would like to see like i said this be very legitimate there's so many problems in the space especially with anonymous teams just ignoring regulations or maybe the country they're from they don't have to worry about regulations and I think this will pay off for you guys. I think it will. And, and the other projects that are doing it in a similar way. Yeah, thank you. We appreciate that. We um, we really hope that the United States gets its stuff together too so that we can, you know, be included. I, Lindsay's in Canada and I'm in the US. So it would be great if we were able to, you know, functionally utilize our own protocol. That would, that would be awesome. That would be great for you guys. That's, yeah. like, that's like the dream is for them. It's not that we are, you know, against it at all we want it to happen we would like to be able to you know log on and use what we're building <laughs> I, i've heard the same thing from other teams and like they have to like they have to just like uh use a different version of the website that's not live and it's like that's weird because you're consulting on the ui ux and you can't even go to the damn website where you live it's just it's it's really screwed up now it's really screwed up. the geo blocking is such like a you know you go to a site and it's like you almost you get like like slapped in the face with the geo block screen but i think someone it might be might be someone that's in here right now i think it's shrewd some shrewd or someone else i saw on twitter or maybe it was ambito said uh and they're very active DeFi nft users and cosmos that even if people are geo-blocked they should be able to see the like a non-functioning version of the the website with maybe some links and education because eventually i would imagine the hope is that everyone can just go to a website and use it no matter where they live it doesn't matter if it's iran or like in the congo or united states wherever they're wherever it's banned for that for that time being yeah, I, I think that's a really great idea. And that might actually be something that my dear friend Lindsay could work into our tutorials. She's great at that kind of stuff. Um, <laughs> actually, though, that's great. I know that 
everybody she loves she loves making content it's her favorite thing to do but <laughs> but she uh what I was gonna say was you know it's it's really come to this strange point where anybody can throw on a VPN and get onto our site and utilize it right now. You can go on our test net that will be live. Right. So you can actually see what it looks like, how it works. We, we didn't block that, um, test net. We wanted everybody to be able to have the opportunity to see how it works, but that is why we had to build in a KYC process right into Tashi is because, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't do us any good if we geo block and you, you say you're somewhere else in the world and you're not. So we had to take that extra layer of, protection um to preserve what we're building well i think this was good i i, I mean i like like i said i like talking to the teams that are trying to do it the right way and consider regulations and all that i i'm in, I'm in a pension and i would love for one day like a percentage of my pension to to not be in index funds right or or whatever the hell they put the money i have no idea but it would be nice if like one percent of my pension is in crypto or whatever one percent in DeFi somewhere in Ethereum or wherever, and there's exposure to that for the masses who maybe don't even care about crypto to begin with, but recognize that it's an actual, you know, asset class and sector of the or subsector of the finance world. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, I believe that's coming. I got some good friends working on some chains that are set up to be compliant um with potential regulation so i think you're in a good place hoping and dreaming for that and if you keep putting that energy out there with <laughs> people will keep working on creating it for you so i i think we're all in this together cool well no i appreciate you guys uh accommodating my schedule which you know anyone who does a space with me i usually force them to accommodate my schedule so i appreciate it every time and um yeah the people that are here you heard it you could check out the test net i see at least one person here who bends over backwards to play on test nets, right? Funky down there will probably at least take a look, even though he's in the United States, but it's okay. Test net. And um, yeah, I think, uh, I think this was cool. I, I think um, when I get rolling again with like the DeFi 101 spaces would love to do like a, a bridging kind of educational space with one, at least one of your partners, wormhole would be awesome to just talk about, what people like you said what people should look for when they are weighing the risks of bridges what they need to know and then also how the, it's integrated into you know an app like yours would be really cool yeah absolutely we can help facilitate that for sure like i said they're great people they're always willing to come in and talk uh they just did something on interchain um yesterday i believe two days ago i don't know but they are always available and make time so absolutely Cool. Now I'll definitely reach out to you guys. And uh, like I said, I'll, um, I'll kind of summarize this space and put it out in a medium article in the next like couple of days or like maybe like mid next week when I, uh, when I have time, but always appreciate it. Thanks for coming on Lindsay and Christine. Absolutely. Thank you. What we love about, you know, when you do spaces is it's purely educational. It is not bias. It's just trying to get information for people to have a better, better outlook. And that's where we're at too. So. Thank you for your time. No problem. No problem. And everybody else that's here, Signal Shroot, Vic, Wolf Hunter, Funky, appreciate you guys sticking it out for the whole thing. And hopefully you guys are having a good summer and today's not just like a lazy day for you. Get out and actually do something because the weather by me is pretty nice. Motherfuckers screaming out loud, looking for mercy Before they find themselves working a corner down in Jersey What could be worse? Misrepresenting the first come first serve Mentality stuck in the burbs I'll be numbing up first before discovering what works And we'll see what other kinds of trash is under the dirt We rape them under the earth Sit and wonder about the worth and plate Ring around the rosy while the thunder is served Motherfuckers walking around here looking faceless Trying to make a living selling friendship bracelets Dead ants dragging out the max amount of payments Red down pay Got them acting all bankless Yo fam, what? Check these tokenomics They probing this bear Flexing broken honest I had to lay my soul down I'm just roasting honest And then to end a long day Eleven bowls of chronic Never known the politic I was born to frolic It's been my policy To pollinate all over the plot We got a lot of apologists Jumping in at the top We like to measure their velocity Before they hit rock bottom Over impossible loss It's all moss And I'm liking the odds Bond doing the morning Forming mycological bonds Flick the cap, yo 
know the road is highly involved Flip a coin, diary falls Motherfuckers screaming out loud Looking for mercy Before they find themselves Working a corner down in Jersey What could be worse? Misrepresenting the first come first serve Mentality stuck in the burbs I'll be numbing up first Before discovering what works And we'll see what other kinds of treasures Under the dirt We rape and plunder the earth Sit and wonder about the worth and play Ring around the rosy while the thunder is served Trying to figure out the max amount of dinner lace Stacked in non-toxic Just to get a better place Smacking on the hostage Like the shit is played for keeps Clowns, white knight, and all these Maybelines. They call it implausible When model after model keeps on Ripping off the coat and going full throttle beats Tearing apart your communitility All these low-hanging fruits Bearing zero liquidity Got a planet in reach Coming standard to each I'm on the back ten Stargazing after the siege Commanding all the management To grab a few seats And then we'll round up the beasts And send a messenger east Y'all better sign a release When I'm bumping these beats Hands up if I got motherfuckers Drumming the streets Yo, we got a few dubs We got a couple defeats And if you're coming for the king You better have some of each Motherfuckers fuckers Screaming out loud Looking for mercy Before they find themselves Working a corner down in Jersey What could be worse Misrepresenting the first come First serve mentality Stuck in the verbs I'll be numbing up first Before discovering what works And we'll see what other kinds of treasures under the dirt We rape and plunder the earth Say and wonder about the worth and play Ring around the rosy while the thunder is served Spaces. <laughs>